But right now, let's listen. Listen to the story of the man who created Jurassic Park, Michael Crichton, and his story with Diane Sawyer. And his little notion about genetic experiments and the hubris of scientists who think they could control everything they create. This time, the detail came out of his mind. Every creature, a little bit of Crichton. How did you decide how they should move each of them? I'd be there working for hours and hours, and my assistant would come in at 10 o'clock in the morning. And one day she came in, and she was very alarmed. She said, what are you doing? And I think she thought I was having a seizure yeah. because I was going... But I was, I was just being a raptor, you know, trying to bite somebody's limbs. Genetic engineering. He's the one who figures out from his knowledge of medicine that, hey, you can transplant the DNA from an old fossil of a dinosaur into a new lizard and grow a brand new dinosaur. Trust me, you got to go to medical school to have a mind like that. The movie Jurassic Park has grossed nearly a billion dollars worldwide. Michael Crichton made $22 million in the last two years. Did you have a sensation of saying, wow, I'm really smart? Never. No. I still don't have that feeling. You don't? No. I've read that you said I have a first-class mind, that you've been surprised to enter a room and find someone smarter than you. It happens rarely. This is all true. <laughs> Michael Crichton is six feet, nine inches tall. When he grew up, he was the biggest person on the planet in his mind. So he always felt out like an outsider. And then he's so brilliant, he goes to medical school, to Harvard Medical School. But you're going to hear now, he just never felt right in the world of medicine to be a treating physician. This is fascinating. I was really uncomfortable. You know, I was the tallest person in the, the world, as far as I could tell. Older kids chased me home and beat me up. I don't think there's any question that I did have a kind of withdrawal. When he got to Harvard Medical School, he withdrew again. A sensitive, questioning student shocked at the way they were training doctors to be imperious, impersonal. The most common thing that people want from their doctors is time. And instead they get pills. Instead they get pills. They wanted time. This is his philosophy. Listen to this. You know, but when you think about it, why do they want the time? What, is, what does the time mean? They want time. They want to talk. They want to have some. I think that's, that's a kind of healing that can occur. A verbal communication. Verbal. More and more, medical school became simply material for the thrillers he'd begun writing, as his insistent questioning at Harvard made him a rebel and a pariah. I was becoming accustomed by my third year to often eating meals in the cafeteria alone. Yeah, until his third year, that idea of verbal communication hits him. I'm going to start writing about medicine. And then I sold this book, The Andromeda Strain, and everyone wanted to have lunch with me. It's a very creepy experience. The Andromeda Strain, in the 1960s, his first giant book and movie deal. He left medicine and moved to Hollywood, but this intense Easterner was like a Calvinist at a carnival. Because success seemed so easy and so empty, Crichton plunged into the first of a series of depressions, and three marriages ended in bruising divorce. But Michael Crichton has come through, using his knowledge of how the body works to become one of the greatest storytellers 
of all time, the most successful. Medicine lends itself to that. And coming up next, you're going to hear that you don't necessarily have to go to medical school to realize the bounty of stories that can come from medicine. Wait till you hear an actor, Jack Klugman, so filled with joy at creating a show with topics that come from the medical world. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. 